Oh, good morning again, guys. My name is Black Newborn, one of the youth pastors here at Christchurch Midrand. It's certainly a delight to be joining you at home um, to bring you God's word this morning. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time in our teen series, welcome. Uh, we're delighted to have you as well. Uh, so please sit back, grab your Bible, and let's listen to what God has to say to us this morning. We're continuing in our series titled Unbreakable and what we're looking at today is how God solves our biggest problem. But before we jump straight into that, just a quick recap. We've obviously been looking at a number of things in our series, but two weeks ago we looked at how God is the greatest friend that we actually designed for, how we long for intimacy and friendship with this creator God and how he's brought us uh, into a loving relationship and friendship with himself through Jesus Christ. And last week for Easter Sunday, uh, we didn't have a sermon, but for Good Friday, Gareth spoke about the wonderful work that Jesus has completed for us on that cross. That outside of Jesus, there's no amount of work. There's no amount of clever working, of, 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 of hard working. There's no amount of, of, of enough work that we can put in in order for God to draw us to himself. Our work means nothing outside of Jesus. Instead, it's Jesus who works on that cross, who lives a life that is obedient. And through that finished work, he brings us to himself. And once we are in Jesus, then he's given us work that is prepared in advance for us. And then we work in order to show our gratitude towards him. And I thought it was a wonderful reminder of the importance of Good Friday and Easter Sunday. And so we're continuing in our series today, Unbreakable. And again, like I said, we're looking at how God solves our biggest problem. So let me pray for us, and then I'll read our passage for this morning, and then we'll get into our text. So let's bow our heads wherever we are, and let me pray for us. Lord, thank you so much for this time that you've given us. Thank you that we are alive. I thank you so much that we have breath in our lungs, that we can come praise you, that we can come hear you speak to us. Uh, Father, that we can sing praises to you. Lord, I do pray that you help us realize how you have solved our biggest problem. For some of us don't know what our biggest problem is, Lord, but that you would uh, bring that to our consciousness uh, this morning, Lord, and help us to see what our biggest problem is, Lord. And realizing that you've solved it, that we could give our lives to you wholeheartedly, Lord. And I pray uh, that you may anoint my lips and help me, Lord, as I preach, that I may be true to your word. I pray that your Holy Spirit may anoint me, Lord, and that anything that is not truthful, that it does not stick. But whatever you want the message to be this morning, Father, that hearts receive it and your will be done, Lord. I pray for all of these things in your wonderful name, Jesus. Amen. So we are looking at Romans chapter 5, verses 6 to verse 8. One of my favorite scriptures uh, in, in, in the Bible. Uh, I love Romans Five verses eight particularly uh, it's one verse that I always go back to constantly and so I'm excited to be preaching from Romans 5 uh, verses 6 till 8 I'll read it for you uh, as you get your Bible as well so please get your Bible whether you have a physical Bible or you have it on your tablet on your phone wherever it is that you have it so that we may read together listen to what God's Word says uh, Romans 5 verses 6 till 8 for while we were still weak at the right time Christ died for the ungodly verses 7 for one will scarcely die for a righteous person though perhaps for a good person one would dare even die 
But God shows his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that is God's word. Amen and amen. If I would have asked you a month ago what your biggest problem is in the world, you probably would have mentioned a number of things. Uh, one of the problems you might have thought you have, and that's the biggest problem, is the fact that your parents didn't buy you the latest sneaker um, or haven't bought you the latest clothing item that all your friends have at school and now you're feeling left out or you're isolated or whatever the case is or your parents didn't buy you the latest iphone and you think well my life is gonna come to an end uh, i need this iphone in order for me to live and breathe right whatever the case is uh you might have said that the fact that you don't have enough followers on tiktok was your biggest problem your life is over you devastated and you cannot survive anymore just because you don't have enough followers on tiktok right or maybe you asked your crush out and she said no and your life is over and you feel like a loser and that was your biggest problem or maybe if you're in matric uh, i know most of you were preparing for your matric dance and so that might have been your biggest problem the fact that you don't have a date you don't have an outfit you don't know what car you're going to be driving in um how the night is going to be what after parties there whatever the case is right month ago that would have been your biggest problem but fast forward to today if i ask you what your biggest problem is it's safe to guess that at the top of the list covid 19 is there right number one you might say yo my biggest problem right now is coronavirus and how it's affecting the world uh second to that is the fact that you're stuck at home with your parents and your siblings and you're just tired of seeing their faces and hearing your little brother cry and your older sister tell you to wash dishes whatever the case is so that's your biggest problem lockdown right um and and that's where you at right now um but i would say just reading the scriptures that that's probably not the biggest problems that you have in your life right and i know some of you just fell off your chairs and you're like what how can you insult me like that Right? Uh, but bear with me. I don't think that's the biggest problem that you have. I don't think that's the biggest problem that the world has. Right? The fact that when I asked you what your biggest problem is, and you turned to yourself and wondered, like, what is affecting me? What's making me feel inconvenient? What's, what's hindering me from becoming like the person that I want to be? Right? I think that's the biggest problem, that we turn to ourselves. I think the biggest problem with the world is that this thing called sin, this, this power called sin has forced all of us and caused all of us rather to be so self-involved. Everything has to be about you. How you missing your matric dance, how you don't have the latest sneaker, how you don't have all the followers on TikTok, how, how you want your parents to basically succumb to everything that you tell them to. Everything has to revolve around you. I think that's the biggest problem that we have in the world, that we have a lot of people who think the rest of the world are just planets that have to revolve around them. We are the sun. Without us, none of you can survive. None of you can live and exist. We are the center of the universe. I think that's our biggest problem, right? And I could end the sermon there and say, yo, that's your biggest problem. Right? And here are two things that prove that God has solved it. Um, but I don't think that would do justice to this passage. I don't think that would be sufficient for you right? as, as I labor to try and, and awaken your mind and your heart to what your biggest problem is and seeing the beauty in how God solves it and how we should be at the feet of Jesus Christ because he's actually the one who's unbreakable. And we see that because of how he solves our biggest problem. 
right? The guy who saves your biggest problem wins. He's the guy who's unshakable, who's unbreakable, who's untouchable. Right? There's a lot of clever people in this world who've invented things that solve our day-to-day very like menial problems at home i somebody invented the dishwasher somebody invented the tv the iron or somebody invented the microphone the camera the phone whatever the case is and those things have solved some problems but they haven't dealt with the biggest problem in our life so the guy who solves your biggest problem that guy wins that guy is the one you should be looking to that guy knows what this whole thing called life is about so God is unbreakable, and I want us to see that and how he solves our biggest problems. So three things we're going to look at. The first thing is ungodly. Second thing is undeserved. And the last point, unconditional. So three points that we're looking at today, ungodly, undeserved, and unconditional. So let's go straight into it. Ungodly, uh, we're going to read verses 6 of Romans chapter 5. Listen to what Paul says. For while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. So what is our biggest problem? Our biggest problem is that you and I are ungodly. Uh, but Paul gives us another word there. He says that we are weak. That is our biggest problem. We are weak. We do not have power to solve the problem of ungodliness. We don't have the power to save ourselves in our weakness, in our ungodliness. Right? Let's, let's unpack what ungodly means. Right? I, I can throw out a couple of words there and explanations for you. Right? So, so being ungodly means you're unlike God, uh, meaning that you want to deny God in everything. You deny God in your words. You deny God in your, your thoughts. You deny God in your actions. It means that we are actively defiant towards God. It means that we are actively rebelling against God. It means that we are actively disobedient towards God. We are immoral. Anything that God says, we go against. When God says, yo, we need to go left, we like now. We want to go right. God says, you need to go up, we like now. We're going down and we're actively pursuing that. In fact, listen to how Paul describes what an ungodly person looks like in Romans chapter 3, verses 10 till 18. He says, as it is written, none is righteous. He doesn't say some. He puts all of us in the world in this category. None is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside together. They have become worthless. No one does good. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of apps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet swift to shed blood. In their paths are ruin and misery and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God in their eyes. This is who we are. This is what it means to be ungodly. This is what it means to be defiant against God. Your throat is an open grave. Your tongue only is used for deceit. Your your, your feet are quick to go and shed blood. When your friends are fighting at school or people are bullying other people, your feet are quick to go there and chant and and, and cheer on the, the person who's fighting or the people who are bullying. Whatever the case is, no one seeks God. No one understands. No one does what is good. No one is righteous. In fact, this reminds me 
of Genesis chapter 2 verses 17 where God tells Adam that he should not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because the day that he eats of the tree he shall surely die. He will be removed from God's presence. Adam will be ungodly. Adam would have defied God. Adam would have been rebellious towards God. Adam would have been disobedient towards God. Adam would have been immoral. So the day he ate of the tree that he wasn't supposed to eat from, he became ungodly. And the rest of us are born in that state. We're ungodly. But the word that I like there in Genesis 2.17, it says that you would surely die. So Adam died that day. So you and I are dead spiritually. That is your biggest problem. Your biggest problem is that you're dead in your sins and you cannot raise yourself from your grave. Your biggest problem is that you are dead in your sins and you cannot resurrect yourself. You are weak because of this death that you are born into. That is your biggest problem. In fact, it reminds me of zombies, the walking dead. You might think to yourself, yo, bro, what are you talking about? Be me, I'm alive. I'm watching you right now speak to me. I I have my tablet, I have my phone, I can speak, my ears are, are working, I can hear stuff, I can feel my heartbeat, my brain is working. Be, what do you mean I'm dead? You are spiritually dead. Hence, I give you the idea or the picture of the walking dead zombies. Zombies, we can see them walking. We can see them coming towards us. I... But they're dead. And we know that to be true. They, they're weak. Right? Zombies are weak. You can see how they walk. They don't have power. They're weak. Right? Because of the death that they're currently under. Their biggest problem, which is death, makes them weak. And therefore they're weak because they're dead. Right? In fact, I did some research uh, on, on characteristics of zombies. And, and I want us to spend some time there just to kind of illustrate what your biggest problem is. Because you might sit there and think, I'm not dead at all. Listen to some of the things that characterize zombies. I, it says that they're mobile, mobile rather. They, they, they have the ability to move. But they're technically dead without a heartbeat 